This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Oh, here we go, boys. Go. Hey. Oh, I love that sound. This is a good one. Are we rolling? We're rolling. Always rolling. Start us new off. Intro, new intro music? <laughs> I mean, one with good goose calling in it? Oh, I haven't done that yet. Of course you haven't. <laughs> <laughs> that's why nobody's buying my one-piece goose call. That they, that Everybody they... thinks that's what they sound like. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, how was your weekend? Mine was good. Had had no water falling in it whatsoever however oh really yeah i was out in south carolina doing the f word were you oh fishing south carolina <laughs> yep in uh that's not charleston is it charleston yes sir yeah oh, charleston the other unofficial sponsor of the podcast man i want to go there oh really is that where they're from huh the, your unofficial sponsor no, Charleston, the city, the oh. tourism, the oh, tourism yeah. department. Because yeah. we talk about it. I do all the time, and I'm about ready to. Yeah. You about ready to move there? <sighs> I would if it wasn't so damn hot in the summer. I probably Dude, would. Dude, I, I bet if you learned how to play a recorder, you could play get like into a jazz band with that <laughs> beard of yours. Get like some, like some black button up shirts and like a top like bowler's hat. You're in. Play oh, a recorder. Without question, maybe get a, some maybe skinny jeans and a vest. Oh, dude, Man, for sure. I am in. <laughs> Either that or I could see you. Uh, what's the ginormous seven-foot-tall violin? Oh, a cello. Yeah, I could see you doing that. My boy is a cellist. Yeah? Or used to be. 
<laughs> so anyways, uh, goose hunting. Yeah, yeah, bird hunting. Uh, it was tough for me this weekend. Uh, I'd like to talk about Saturday a little bit because um, something happened on Saturday that always piques my interest, and uh, I was wrong about something. Oh, fun. I like when you're wrong. Let's go. Let's talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it was like frosty in the morning, cold, clear, no wind. Maybe you don't know because you were in beautiful Charleston. Man, it was 80 degrees where I was at. Yeah. Anyways, so it was cold, clear, no wind. And I said, they're probably not going to feed this morning. There's a 50-50 chance they're feed, going to feed. Probably not, though. If they do, maybe silage. So... But I was prepared to hunt all day. I was like, I'm just going to sit out there. I'm going to see what happens. Packed about nine meals. And I just, uh, I sat out there and I hunted. And I was in an X field. And they, so there, I might be wrong twice on Saturday. Because I'm not exactly sure what they did in the morning. But there's a giant silage field right next to us. And they just would circle it from one end to the other. Lock up like they're bombing in. And then they would leave and go north. And I got up on top of a hill, got my binoculars out, and I could not see exactly where they were going. But based on Google Earth, they're heading. You know, I could see, like, they're flying beyond that silo. And beyond that brown house, or the brown roof house, there's two lakes right there. So I think, I'm like 90% sure they're going water to water in the morning, which is kind of what I expected. I was like, all right, that's that's kind of what I thought. Although I'm not 100% sure. There might have been a little field over there or something. I don't think so, though. And then I said, I, I thought, they will feed hard tonight, though. And they didn't. They, I was definitely wrong about that. <laughs> <laughs> I was definitely wrong. I was even messaging somebody on Snapchat, and they're like, what do you think, birds are going to feed tomorrow morning? I'm like, are you going? And he's like, yeah, I'm going. I was like, yeah, me too. We probably shouldn't, though. We should just sleep in and go hunt the afternoon, right? But no, I was totally incorrect. So my theory, it always it always interests me when I'm wrong, because why? Why would I be wrong? doesn't happen often, right? Well it's, <laughs> well, it's a learning moment. Right. I think they might have been water feeding, like, whole. Okay, maybe. That could be, but like I said, I never laid eyes on them. Yeah, where they went in the morning. And I can't give you any input because uh, I wasn't uh, here to see what, to sh- share notes like what I saw. But it was just, it has been kind of that October stale. Yeah, that's what I've been hearing. It's been, it's been kind of slow. Um, I don't know, like, if I would have expected them to not feed in the morning. I mean, I know it was going to be frosty and cold, but that's not the same as, like, when you get in November and it's, single digits you know what i mean it's pretty pretty close and i put a poll out on my instagram and i said whose birds fed this morning and it was 60 40 no hmm so 60 percent no 40 percent yes and there's like 400 votes well that's pretty good so i guess when i said 50 50 you're pretty close (laughs) i was pretty close yeah i was pretty close i guess it's up to the birds uh, in that area whether they just are hungry or not, I guess. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I still feel like they just do what the weather tells them at all times. Well, I mean, there has to be some variance, though, because, like you said, you got a 50-50. Some people, you know, and I've seen that multiple times where I'm sitting in the field 
thinking, ah, our birds never showed up and whatever, and then, you know, open up social media and I'm limited out already. 15 minutes, limited out. You're like, what the hell? It's like, you think they're doing one thing, but somewhere else they're not. I mean, I guess it could just be weather in that particular part of the state. You know, maybe they're just that. Or the particular terrain they're going to. Sure. Which I think silage, especially this time of the year, silage is safe from that. You, you usually get birds in silage in the morning. But they, this, there was this giant silage field next to us, and they had just cut it. Like, the guys told me that when they got permission on uh, the field we were hunting, that silage field was still standing. And they'd been cutting it for two days straight, and it was off. And the birds just were circling it, circling it, and they didn't land out there. Hmm. Hmm. You think they're eyeballing it? Like, they're looking, like, for waste grain? You think their eyes are that good? Yeah, they could be. And there just wasn't, like, they're like, eh. It's weird how they eyeball it, though. Like, if that's really what they were doing, because they were locking up on it, like, hard. Right. And, and I mean, we thought they were landing out there until I ran up to the hill and I was putting the binoculars up. And every flock was, like, locking up. I mean, and they are doing it to, like, both the south end of the field and the north end of the field, circling around four or five times each side. And then just kind of going north and draining into what I was assuming was one of those two lakes. Hmm. Hmm. You'd have to get. You're gonna have to interview the geese themselves. To figure that one out. I think. Yeah. Those uh, fucking. Those fucking things never talk. <laughs> <laughs> Not in a way I can understand them. That's for damn sure. But yeah. I do think we've got a lot of new birds around uh, with the October full moon that came and went last week. It seemed like some duck hunters were having a little bit more success though i was seeing some you know canvas backs redhead shoots and stuff like that so pintails this year like crazy yeah i've noticed that too a little more pintails coming through minnesota oh, on sunday i got to hunt inside of a refuge Ooh. yeah and in, in, uh just north of downtown shakopee on rice lake okay. the rice lake that's actually in the refuge not the rice lake that's out of the refuge mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I was helping out with um, Capable Partners. Okay. And, uh, yeah, they've got a permit from the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. So it was a lot of work. We were dragging boats around, setting decoys, and it was awesome. It was a really cool experience. I hope I get to hunt with those guys. It's a seems like a great organization, helping guys getting out hunting. And, I don't know, it was cool to, cool to do it. But the hunting was stale again on Sunday, like incredibly stale considering we're in a refuge yeah no doubt be like zero pressure back there there is zero pressure besides from capable partners (laughs) right yeah Yeah. (laughs) and they only like you know i think maybe five times a year hmm and i was with this other guy named matt and he said uh he was helping out there two weeks ago and he's like dude two weeks ago there was three hours of non-stop ducks when we were hunting this wow i was like well not here now. Well, they've either maybe by default found their safe areas, or I guess it's like some a refuge could have moved off. Or the well, you would think. <laughs> <laughs> you would think, but maybe there's not a food source that they that are keyed into there. I don't know. I don't know either. But I think it was just poor weather conditions for hunting, though. Too like uh, that same day, I was talking to Trevor and. I think they're running traffic on some geese. If not, they were in an X field, and I don't even know if they killed any, but. Trevor said, dude, we've had a lot of geese fly over us, and they don't fucking care 
at all. That's kind of what we're experiencing too. You know, like when you see ducks and geese flying around, you hit them with the sound, you know, they can see the decoys and they're just like, like they don't care whatsoever. You think they're just feeding in that? Maybe they're night feeding with that full moon. I don't know. They just got a bad attitude. So then, you know, when the sun comes up, they're just chilling wherever they're chilling. They don't need to move around. I don't know if they no feed sense later. Of urgency. urgency. I think there's a lot of migration activity that happens during the full moon period, which leads to a lot of daytime, like, sleeping. Lulls, yeah, where they're just loafing yeah, somewhere. I think that happens, like... There's just a lot of birds, even if they're moving 100 miles or whatever, they'll just rest the next day. Or, But just, I don't know. It's hard to know unless we put GPS transmitters on every single fucking bird right. in the world. And then we can really start to lock down. And then give me the transponder. The <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can totally they, be trusted. <laughs> they got an app. They got an app you can watch all the birds fly. Right. Well, the full moon definitely comes into play when we're making our plans because we were planning a a trip out to North Dakota and you know, at first we thought oh, that last week in October could be good. And then we saw the full moon. And we're like, Nope. Cause we, we were out there once under that full moon and hunting was terrible. And whether they were moving or feeding at night or whatever our excuse was, there just wasn't much bird movement during the day. Right. And I think that's kind of what we've been seeing now. I was just, uh, I was just driving home from the gym and I seen a big goose feed in the Fridley football field, Fridley high school football field. Oh, they're on grass. Perfect. <laughs> well, yeah, they had, really, there's no corn in Fridley, but, sure. <laughs> but it, there has been a dramatic increase of birds in the area, geese in this area. Hmm. And where I was hunting, uh, Saturday as well, big increase of birds, like the last, week and i hunted friday night too in a different location like 30 miles away just uh a public field just set up see what happens and i could see a massive feed from where i was at i mean like peak peak numbers you know what i mean like yeah so they're around i couldn't see were... those things okay like so I... go ahead you know so if they're around friday and then you said you didn't see much on saturday that means some of them either moved out or they just, I mean, maybe they fed that night or, I mean, that's, that's they the question Friday mark, right? Hard. And they came out about a half hour before sunset, but there were so many of them. Like when you get that many birds, you know, they will feed a little before sunset. Just, I mean, if 5% come out before then, that's a shitload of geese. Right. That many <laughs> so, of them. Yeah. There was a lot of them. Well, maybe they fed and fed and boogied. And then Saturday morning, I saw a lot of geese again. But I think they went to a water feed or something. A, f- a feed loaf kind of a thing, which is kind of what we think they do when they hit grass, right? They yeah. just kind of graze and lay down and graze and lay down. Well, I mean, since I never really put my eyes on them, this whole last 20 minutes has been pointless. <laughs> <laughs> ah, people are used to that that's fine <laughs> what are you doing this weekend got any plans uh this weekend i got uh the uh for anybody who likes to ice fish we have the virtual ice fishing show going on friday saturday and sunday a virtual ice fishing show what yes. is that uh so like a trade show so it would be like if, if it was hunting wise it would be like uh the game fair except for going somewhere we host it virtually. I'm with uh, 
Doug from SmackDown Outdoors and Patrick Olson from uh, The Lone Angler, and the three of us all co-host this show. And then all sorts of... found a way to make an ice fishing expo less fun. (laughs) Well, actually, it's even more fun because we can joke and whatever. We don't have to go booth to booth. The booths come to us. So all the vendors are scheduled... And then we'll release the schedule and people can log on and listen to their, you know, oh, I want to know what Clam is coming out with. And, you know, so. Actually, that is kind of cool. It would be. I think, I mean, I've the idea could be floated for uh, for a waterfall version of this sometime. I bet it would work. Yeah. I bet it would work pretty good. I'll, Especially if you schedule, my wares. schedule some, uh, you know, get some good guest speakers. You could even have, uh, you know, you could even have seminars. Like all Absolutely. right, no vendors this particular or a vendor spot or the, or a vendor sponsored seminar, kind of a next thing. Wednesday. I'm doing a webinar. Really? Yep, it's free to all subscribers of um, Goose Tech. Very nice. I think, it's, and they're going to give away a couple Pacific calls during the seminar to people who attend. Oh, you have and to. I have no idea what I'm going to talk about. <laughs> kind of like this. <laughs> kind of like this show. <laughs> I might have to look at my app and see uh, see what's missing in there and go from there. There you go. That's actually. I hate watching. I hate looking at myself on those videos, dude. It's hard for me to go in there and start be like, "All right, what do I need to do?" Because I'll be like, "That video's trash. That video's trash. I hate the way I said that." Well, you put a little poll out on Instagram or something and have people give you questions. Uh, Goose Tech app users, what would you like? And then I was kind of thinking about jamming up to Winnipeg again this weekend. I even called Bob at Okamic Outfitters and I said, can you put me in a flyover field? He's like, there's so many geese here right now. Really? He's like, there's so many mallards here. The snow geese are showing up. I said, are the fields dry? Can I drive in them? He's like, yes. Oh God! I really gotta write that. I gotta write that seminar. So there's still probably, so there's snow geese up there. That that might work out good. Like we're we're planning on going um, late next week to uh, North Dakota, and we're oh all right. Bring, I thought you were gonna say Winnipeg, which would be way better. No, but we're headed to North Dakota late next week and bringing the white spread. So hopefully, we get some snow geese to play with. Yeah, I heard they've been showing up there pretty good now. Good. Good. That's what I like to hear. You gonna hit that fifty bird limit, son? Probably not. Let's see what we got. It's like six guys out there. That'd be a lot of birds. That's only three hundred, man. They feed in like groups of five thousand. Should be easy. <laughs> <laughs> it's only three hundred. I've never had a two hundred bird shoot, much less a three hundred bird shoot. <laughs> no, where'd you disappeared again? What did? Oh, you did. Your voice just like trailed off on that sentence. Bitch, man. I hate doing these podcasts over the phone. I know. We should get back to schedule. It's just hard to do. Scheduling in person once. I know it is. What about. Are, yeah. We should just. I need to like just record my voice here and then send it to you. You can do that too. And then you can just dub it in. It's worked in the past. You remember that one time I did that, but I left you on speakerphone? That was yes. stupid of me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> we should try that again. Yeah. Put a little bit more thought into it. Totally, we could. 
Um, but yeah, other than that, I'll probably stay local this weekend. Uh, and honestly, man, I was starting to like clean up and like get my house ready like to in preparation for maybe I'll go to Winnipeg, you know, like, let's just see if there's anything I need to take care of around the house. Dude, all my shit is everywhere. Everything I've touched for hunting this entire season is somewhere it's not supposed to be. Like, <laughs> it's a fucking disaster. My wife left town a week ago, and I like, yeah, there's a little bit of like pigsty-ness from her not being here, but the majority of shit is shit that's just been strewn about since September 1. I'm like, god damn, I need to organize this Some stuff. Some mid-season organizing? Yeah. Like, I'm usually parking both vehicles in the garage. There hasn't been a vehicle in there in like six weeks and it's going to take six weeks of cleaning to make one fit well my wife comes back monday so i'm shooting to get this place spotless and some flowers on the table by then (laughs) oh what a good husband i'm horny dude (laughs) (laughs) Uh, well it is a pretty good motivator (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> it's been gone a week my god i'm all bored and chafed and chafed <laughs> i'm blown on another one piece of yours <laughs> <laughs> well anyways dude um let's thank our sponsors thank away wait, wait you said sponsors plural do we pick well, up another one <laughs> we've got a we've got a couple fake sponsors oh that's right the ones you Real the ones you're really hoping ammunition. for. Thank you, Boss Ammunition. Been shooting it all year. Excellent success. Fake sponsor. Sound gear. I still haven't paid Lance for my Sound Gear Phantoms. <laughs> He's gonna so hunt you down two, one of these days. I texted him last week. I was like, dude, call me after three. I'll pay you for these things. So until I pay for them, they are a sponsor. So we just assume, and maybe he'll just be like, you know what, keep them. You're, we're good. I'm thinking a hundred dollars off every week. <laughs> that's fair my, my sound gear phantoms are freaking awesome dude and like they bluetooth into my phone they're the first legit pair of bluetooth headphones i've ever had in my life they're pretty badass they are and i can like talk to people on the phone you know when you get those amazon bluetooths and uh people are like dude are you in a fucking p51 mustang shooting at kamikazes in 1942 <laughs> why can't i hear you <laughs> Where are you? And you're like, no, I'm just on $20 fucking Amazon Bluetooth. Well, I, I can Apple talk to people AirPods. with these on. No, no, I never did that. I never got good stuff. Until now. <laughs> My Phantoms, they're the first good ones I've had. Nice. And then also, also cool. we got to thank Charleston. <laughs> this great city of Charleston. I did see geese this weekend, by the way, in Charleston. Yeah? Yeah. Um, Any bands? I didn't get good looks at them. They just kind of flew over. I was like... What? Why are you here right now? I don't know if they're just the resident population or or what, but I only saw like one flock one day and okay. probably the same flock, then one flock the next. But they, I mean, they were low. It wasn't like they were migrating. They were just doing. I didn't see where they went. They just kind of flew through the neighborhood. So I was like, huh, there goes some geese. Crazy. I think there's geese that nest in every county in the United States. I, I might be wrong about that. Maybe not Hawaii. Probably. Well, they have the Hawaii, the Hawaiian goose. Are you talking just they Canada geese? Yeah, I'm talking Canada geese. Is there any giants out there? There's got to be, right? In Hawaii? I doubt yeah. It. I doubt it. Yeah, you might be right. 
I mean, I could do a, I I could do a quick little searchy search here, and we could find out. But I don't I don't remember hearing anything about Canada geese in Hawaii. Well, you can go all the way to New Zealand and shoot Canada geese, which seems really bizarre. Should we throw uh, Pacific Calls in as a sponsor this week? Sure, why not? Yeah, and uh, Tangle Free. I like them. I like them Tangle Free product offerings. Yeah. Yeah. What else do you like? They can be a sponsor too. Uh, I like my Avian X decoys. Yeah, Avian X sponsors the podcast. <laughs> I mean, they sponsor. <laughs> they don't really sponsor my hunt, but I use their product a lot. Um, I just I think that collapsible base system is just pretty sweet. And your tip that I got from you using the laundry bags instead of the, you know, decoy specific bag system that they have, which is not convenient. The laundry bag way is the way to go. That is so much faster. When you say, what do you mean? What are you talking a six slot or are you talking about those single slots that they have that are too small? The single size slots that they have for their full size ones, where it's like, that's a feeder. That's an aggressive feeder that they all have their own specific bag. And they have like that's colored. Awful. Why would it they is. Do that? It is terrible, and it's it was such a process to put your decoys away. And then when you um, came out that time, and you had your uh, Dave Smiths, and you had them in those uh, individual garment bags, I was like, oh, that is a genius idea. So I adopted that and uh, did away with my now. Here's so we shouldn't talk bad about our sponsor though. What we learned, no, well, here's what I learned. <laughs> so instead of the um 12 slot bag for my lessers, my avian lessers, mm-hmm. I'm now putting those in the full size avian bags because they fit. It doesn't matter which That's... style, they just fit. And now I don't so you're use just single bagging them, and now I'm just single bagging them, which is way faster than putting them in the slotted bag. Those little avian lessers, they're they got a pretty good size to them mm-hmm. I, I, almost like the old greenhead gear lessers used to be you know like where you can you can really pack a bunch of those in a vehicle like i mean a truck with a topper you get a hundred in there i bet pretty easy Hmm. don't you think yeah oh, for sure it was um i know when i went out and i and i made an investment to get my spread i bought uh two dozen flocked the axfs and then I got two dozen lessers just to kind of bring the cost down a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, those four dozen, they look pretty good in the field. Nice. Yeah. I mean, mix it up a little bit. And and they're Check not, and those lessers aren't that small. Our official sponsors. <laughs> I mean, I, I do like the product. There's no, I have no complaints. So a single Dude, population. Dude, the fucking duck decoys. A single population of Canada goose became residents in the Hawaii Islands. Really? And gave rise to the diverse geese of the islands. Gave rise? Are they talking about the predecessor to the Nini, or what are they talking about? Well, the endangered, they, they bring that up later. Uh, the researchers wrote last month in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences, the endangered Nini is the only surviving member of that evolutionary radiation. You know there is a goose, a, a white cheek goose, that migrates to Hawaii occasionally. Really? Could you guess what white cheek goose migrates to Hawaii? They're rare. You'll see like a few of them there every other year. But they do go there. Guess. Oh, cacklers. 
an illusion cackling goose. The illusion cackler. Yeah. So I actually plotted it on uh, Man, Google Earth too. I mean, that's a trip. Like, how would they know that birds that that island's even there? I mean, Hawaii's the in the fuck? middle of yeah, freaking right? nowhere, dude. So are the Aleutian Islands. They gotta fly, they gotta fly past Hawaii. Well, they don't fly past Hawaii, but when they go to the mainland United States, they're flying about anywhere from twenty five to twenty eight hundred miles over the ocean. Hawaii's only seventeen hundred. Hmm. Isn't that weird? That is weird. Now I'm going down this rabble, rabbit hole of the Nini. They are closely related to the Canada Goose. I would say they're closely related to the Aleutian Cackling Goose. That makes me get all sorts of conspiracy theories, like maybe a Nini was an Aleutian Cackling Goose way back when, and then they just kind of set up a resident population. Yeah. They're uh, tiny. Ninis are tiny. Are they? Ninis, yeah. They're like cacklers. They look. They have that really small beak to them. Yep. They look. Yeah. They have that like micro, micro species look to them. They're, yeah. Oh, a cute little bird. Oh, they're adorable. They got crazy voices too. Are they super high pitched. It sounds like the worst goose call you've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh yeah, oh yeah. But then they do really fast stuff too. It's like. La, 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 crazy they're pretty or, they're pretty ornately colored i like it yeah they are they got like a white they got neck crinkles and it's like their white neck ring like goes up in the crinkles yeah and there's like black in like in the crevices of said wrinkles right this is a dang that's a that one's double banded Dude, they're all double banded. I shot a couple when I went on my, <laughs> I my, shot bad, my a couple <laughs> for my honeymoon. I shot a couple out there. I'm just kidding. I've never been to Hawaii. Yeah, you wish. First thing I do when I go to Hawaii for the first time, I'm gonna find a fucking Nini goose. Tarsals. Take a shitty iPhone picture of it and check that off the bucket list. Cackling goose. I bet they are cacklers. I bet you're right. Mm-hmm. Be, able to, be able to figure that out you think with uh, some DNA testing yeah I think they have figured out that barnacles are cackling geese or they were cackling geese like 2 million years ago or something hmm just mm-hmm. just a simple 2 million years ago they were the same <laughs> the same goose it <laughs> <laughs> was like yesterday evolutionarily speaking we haven't done that in a while. We should highlight. We should do another uh, species highlight episode. Okay. Maybe we'll think about that for next week. All right, sounds good. All right, think we'll of what you want. Or EPPs. <laughs> Who, you, who's done with EPP? I'm done with EPP. Yeah, you know me. All right, sounds good. Man. All right, I'll dude. See you later. Later. to go with like just full-blown redneck on these fish. This is like high-tech cane pole fishing right here. From the white sandy beaches to the crystal blue waters, enjoy the best fishing Panama City Beach has to offer during Chasing the Sun, Sundays at 9.30 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. Four in the morning. Join me, Chef Jean-Paul Bourgeois, and the whole crew here at Duck Camp Dinners. 
every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. Birds up in the sky.